You told Donald Trump to turn around and take off his pants? Yes. And did he? Yes. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Senor. What is it? A dimly lit room? Yeah. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. It's it's comfortable to be to bid back around the uh, I don't know, the, the medium intellect <laughs> that is our surroundings compared to being at Stanford yesterday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Anum Absurdum, Jack. The what? The Anum Absurdum. <laughs> My time at Stanford amongst the think tankers of the Hoover Institution has convinced me of a couple of things. Number one, I should use more Latin. Mm-hmm. This is complicated slightly by the fact that I know virtually no Latin. <laughs> I will slow you down. Uh, the, uh, the year of the absurd. The more I look at what's going on around us, I think it's nuts and it probably won't last. This will be looked upon as a strange period in our nation's life. I hope so. I hope it's not just the way things are going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, you know, if you're going to have strange, you can have, you know, the current strange. Porn star president, bizarro politics strange, or you could have a civil war. So, Mm -hmm. you know. True. At least this brand of strange is amusing. Yeah, true. If you want to have an outlier couple of years, you don't want Antietam. You want Stormy Daniels. (laughs) There you go. Wow. That's the (laughs) T-shirt. Um, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I didn't go to Stanford, but I went to community college, and I almost went to barber college. So uh, There you go. Yeah. For your uh, master's? No. <laughs> no. Master's in cutting hair. Yeah. Hey, but um, did you guys pledge for a fraternity while you were there by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? Okay. No, they wouldn't have me. Um I pretended like I was pledging, but I just tried to get to the parties. Yeah. I just thought, I, I looked at the students as I was walking around thinking, I wonder what your deal is. Super smart, super well connected, super rich. What's combination of the three. You know, uh, most students at Stanford Jack get uh, substantial uh, financial aid mm. and don't pay nearly the rack rate. Yeah. And what about the ones that do? They're screwed. Their dads uh, well, donate lots of money. Well, they're, they're rich. Mm hmm. There's uh, Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Had, seriously, a one of my favorite days in recent memory, uh, hanging out at the Institute, listening to smart people bounce ideas off of one another. That's that's one of my favorite things. 
I and don't... bounce ideas off dumb people, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I don't think they got annoyed at me asking every presenter how does Bitcoin factor into all of this yeah, until exactly. like the fifth or sixth person. <laughs> Should I buy or sell? Yeah, so um didn't matter what the topic was I was finding out. So how does Bitcoin affect this? Uh, what do you know about the blockchain? That's funny. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every darn day. How are you this morning, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Back at our humble abode, we are once again celebrating some celebrity birthdays. Cool. First out of the box, we have got the uh, infamous, quite talented director, Quentin Tarantino, turning 55 today. His net worth, $100 million. You got Pulp Fiction. Still that, a young man by yes, director standards. Yeah. He could have a lot of great movies ahead of him. You got Pulp Fiction, Natural Born Killers and Glorious Bastards, The Hateful Eight, which you saw, right, and loved? I've, I've seen all those movies. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Tarantino. Natural yep. Born Killers turned out to be quite the uh, the predictor of the oh, future. Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought that was Oliver Stone. I thought it was, too. Oh, I'm I think you made that I'd up. like to be a third vote for oh, that. Well, let's see. Hey, yeah, me back too. to Tarantino, yeah, you though, go ahead and look that up, because I got Tarantino it off one of the Gone with the Wind, Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> the other and other sl- cinematic greats. Well, well, well Sean fact-checks that uh, particular... <laughs> oh, it was, so it was directed by Oliver Stone. The story was by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, okay. Did that's not know that. Got, okay. That's, that's why he got well, that. And, and the story what? is okay. what matters. He was actually a script doctor before he started directing stuff. A lot of times people would send him stuff. He would punch up the dialogue. True Romance is one that he famously... Uh, worked on early. But in terms of getting it, giving it credit for predicting right. the future, it's the story that matters. So sure. you were correct, Marshall. We were wrong. We wow. stand corrected. There wow. we go. Once again. And the other celebrity birthday. None other than the singer Mariah Carey. She is either 48 or 49. Her birth year is in question. Mm. What? <laughs> she's fighting being 50 is what she's doing. Yes. Net worth. Net worth. Are you ready? Brace yourselves. Five hundred and forty million dollars. Mariah Carey's got half a billion dollars. She's sold over two hundred million records yeah. worldwide. Yeah. yeah, she's probably invested. Okay, she's also married a couple of super rich guys, yep. which hasn't hurt. You could have her career now, though, and you'd have so much less money than the career she had, like in the you know nineties. Right. Sure. Because right. you know the way everything has changed. Five hundred and forty oh, million dollars. Good for her. She can make those squeaking sounds. <laughs> It's very, very, very handy. She's an amazing songstress of, yeah. uh, of uh, awesome talent. If you like those high-pitched squeaking oh, sounds. Oh, I do. Sounds like somebody's stepping on a cat. But uh, oh, she, she would also, uh, but then she'd open her mouth to speak, and she sounded like Marissa Tomei in, uh, in what do you call it, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. Yeah, the tour's going all right, I guess. She sounded like Christopher's girlfriend, Adrian, from The Sopranos. Right. Her episodes of Cribs is one of the most unintentionally hilarious things I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. she cha- Like, it's a 10-minute thing. She changes outfits, I don't know, 40 times. <laughs> awesome. And over here, Zinc. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. I'll check that out. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. Is How did it already get to be Tuesday, March the 27th, the year 21-8. We're keeping you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here we go officially now. According to FCC rules and regs, the show begins at Mark. Anderson Cooper's exclusive interview with porn star Stormy Daniels, which drew the highest ratings for 60 minutes in 10 years. Yeah, they haven't had numbers like that since Mike Wallace went undercover as a pole dancer. <laughs> ratings in 10 years I, I guess you gotta expect more of that sort of stuff then you got a stripper who sexed up a congressman and then you got a street walker who uh who gave a handy to a senator and week after week after week. for instance 
<laughs> It'll never end. Wow. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, there's been a new arrest in the Larry Nassar abuse case. Who is on a mystery train in China? And the first state in the country to make free-range parenting legal. Stories coming up at 635. Armstrong and Getty. Wow, intriguing. By the way, MSNBC describing the Stormy Daniels 60 Minutes thing is over-promising and under-delivering regularly in terms of he built it up to be, you know, the DVD and all this stuff and didn't pay off any of that stuff. Right. Right. And that's from the Trump hating network. Anyway, uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. Still coming together, frankly. We'll see. And a hilarious complaint note pasted on the car of our listeners. Okay. Uh, very funny. I want to talk about the experience of hanging around with the intelligentsia. Uh, everything I learned, which mostly just reinforced things I already thought about the whole D.C., New York, East Coast media lock on our lives. Mm. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. The nation. From a recent study, the number one no-no on your dating app profile if you're a guy, according to women. I'm going to need to know your methodology the, for this study. The one thing women say is the biggest, uh, the biggest no-no. Face tattoo. <laughs> That's probably a big one. Probably. I'm, uh, I've decided to become more academically rigorous. Having been at Stanford, visit, visit yeah. to Stanford and the Hoover Institution specifically, <laughs> I think I gave up on scholarship too early. Mm. My professors disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I gave up right on time. Mailbag. Shout out though, there are a couple early risers who get to work, you know, before the sun comes up at the Hoover Institution. Uh, so hey, to you guys, thanks for being uh, so cool. Yep, this is our future. Our theme this morning in Mailbag, things that happen to our beloved listening audience. A quick note as I scan through the incoming email from yesterday uh, before the show today, since I didn't get home till like 9.30, 10 o'clock last night. Whoa! Uh, those of you who write emails to bitch about logistical things, not like content or ideas or whatever, but why did you do this and run this then? I think it's stupid. You are literally getting something for free, <laughs> then writing angry complaints when it doesn't please you. Never mind what the content of your email says about us. What does that say about you? <laughs> Keep the customers away from me. This could be a good day. Oh, boy. Because uh, since Joe got home late, <laughs> this could be an awesome day. This is like, uh, I've seen this happen before on forums where somebody makes a controversial statement or a stupid statement, and then people start posting the guy eating popcorn emoji. Yep, yep. Because, oh, boy, this is going to be fun to watch. That's what this is like. Oh, my. Guy eating popcorn emoji because Joe got home late. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Okay, so here's a nice listener in the People's Republic of Davis, California. 
Uh, I'm going to just keep everybody anonymous, although I don't know why. This note was just left on my car windshield. Sushi restaurant, People's Republic of Davis. How overly sensitive a person is this? My wife and I were laughing hysterically. Uh, welcome to our future. God help us. Seriously grow a pair. Had to share. Please share on the air. Sorry, I'm rhyming too much. No, I'm not a rapper. Uh, here, here's the note that was pinned to their windshield. <clears throat> and I will be reading it in my interpretation, of course, of the voice of the person who wrote it. And studying the handwriting, I am fairly confident that this is worthy. <clears throat> I needed to let you know, you pulled in as I was going to open my car door. You didn't see me, so I waited. I was going to open my car door because I got here first. I rightfully was going to open my... My what? But I saw you still didn't bother looking and got out of your car when you should have at least looked first. Pay attention. Couple of paragraphs there of criticism. Yeah, it's better than keying your car. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. It's better than putting some C4 under it and blowing it into a million yeah, pieces. It's a person of letters. They describe <laughs> their complaint as opposed to just keying your car. Probably a Stanford student. They Probably. used words. Exactly. You know what? You're right. I've let perfect be the enemy of good enough. Uh, perfect being thinking, eh, what are you going to do? And going in and eating your damn sushi. The topic is Trump's trollops here. Just a thought, guys, writes Sue. How do we know millennia? Millennia. <laughs> Melania, who is obviously a millennial, uh, doesn't already know about his indiscretions. It's quite possible she knew the man she married had her own agenda. The one I'm sad for most is Baron, little Baron. Yeah, yeah. And clearly, wonder how much of this he's aware of. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. For all, uh, when did uh, Donald uh, or Don's dad, the president's dad, teach him about running around, or is it just something you observe? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I don't. I don't actually know. I've always just assumed it's something you observe as opposed to you sit down and say, here's what you do. You get married, and then you start cheating on your wife because it's more fun. Well, I don't I, know. I, the French, you know, traditionally, you, you you love and support your wife. You raise mm-hmm. children. And when you get the randies, you go uh, hit, hit up your lover across town. You give her a, a bauble now and again. Maybe pay her rent. Everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Some people just think that's a better way to live. Uh, I've suggested that to my wife on several occasions. She's not seen the logic. Here's a sincere message to Marshall. Maybe we should wait till uh, Marshall's in the room. I think we should. Back to Stormy Daniels. She's being paid by the Dems, says Bobby in Portland. Dormy Daniels. She's being paid by whoever will pay her. She just yeah. has to make money. <laughs> right. I think the paid part is correct. Yeah. I don't think she needs any you know, uh, further impetus from the Dems to do what she's doing. She's a, she's a working gal. She's a performer. She's getting tremendous publicity. So do I understand this correctly? There's the public matter and, you know, whether it will go away or whatever. But in terms of a legal thing, somebody is going to arbitrate soon on whether or not she's violated the contract. Correct. Uh, who do, who does that when? Do we have a timetable for that? Because that's the key legal thing. If If a judge says she violated the contract, then they're suing her and she can't say anymore and she's going to be ruined. If a judge says, no, you didn't violate the contract because he didn't sign it or whatever reasons... Um, then she's off to the races, and we're never going to stop hearing about this until she's squeezed the last dime out of the last person who's interested. Right. Um, yeah. So, well, so I, that's a major legal 
decision in right. this whole thing. Yeah, the, and, and there are so many lawyers and so much money involved at this point, it's hard to say where it's going to go, but I'm sure in the original contract there was a provision for if there's an allegation of uh, a breach or whatever, we'll have it arbitrated in this place at you know this time, blah, that, blah, blah. That seems like the thing that's got to be nailed down is a... Does it? <laughs> well, in terms of this ending or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, Trump's lawyers are suing her for $20 million for breach of contract. She's suing Cohen, the lawyer, Cohen, whatever his name is, um, because she said, yeah, yeah, I had sex with the president. And the, the president and his lawyer say, no, no, they didn't have sex. And she says that implies she's a liar and is slanderous, denying you had sex with somebody. So that would be an interesting world to live in. Oh, I hit that. No, you didn't. You have implied I am a liar and have slandered me publicly, suing you for $10 million for saying, no, you didn't. All right. Let's see. Here's uh, Nomad Bill. I don't know how nomadic Bill is. Lives in a tent in the desert. I was utterly flabbergasted that 60 Minutes made no effort whatever to corroborate any of the things Stormy Daniels was claiming. Anderson Cooper didn't ask a single question that would have taken us even one tiny step toward validation or invalidation. No, he was much more concerned with whether or not Trump hit it raw. Well, yeah, well, that's, that's a the charming de- expression. As I pointed out yesterday, the various details are just tawdry. They've got nothing to do with the story you're claiming if you're a 60 Minutes, which, you know, this will impact a presidency and all that sort of stuff. The, the, the particulars of the sex and the conversation and all that sort of stuff is just... You know, it's exciting TMZ stuff, which well, I'm telling you, I was interested in. But it's high rating stuff, as we've yeah, learned. For sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, given that that's pretty much journalism 101, what Bill just described, I can only assume they don't care what the truth is and just wanted to help the propagation of the news story that hurts the president and the ratings, of course. When you know, yeah, it makes me sad to see such pathetic journalism out of 60 Minutes. I would drink, but I'm already hungover. <laughs> that's no, uh, that's no excuse. Little hair of the dog. If I'll I'll give it to I'll, <laughs> I'll say this as a as a guy who's seen like nearly every episode of sixty minutes for the last twenty years. Um I'm disappointed that this is such a you know, the highest rated episode in ten years. Not, not even arguing that they shouldn't have done it, but the fact that they've done a lot of really good segments on sixty minutes in the last ten years. Really important, really good segments about the way the government's ripping you off or pharmaceutical companies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or terrorists and how they're winning here and there. And that's not what people are interested in. No. That, that's what I find painful. So your your pain is really, yeah, for humanity. Yeah. Weltschmerz. I'm going to work in more Latin and German. Wow. He made me sit and watch an entire documentary about shark attacks. Made you? <laughs> Maybe if you learned a little something, you wouldn't have to prostitute yourself to make a living. <laughs> Perhaps become a shark expert um, if, if, as if, opposed to a mattress actress. If you are listening with uh, children, first of all, why? Uh, secondly, there's an expression here. It may well be very, uh, it may be terrible. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. But Bill says, <laughs> who the hell raw dogs a porn star? Sad. Sad. Sad reference to not protecting yourself with a yeah, condominium. I, I assume, but uh, yeah, that's raw dog. Man, you're uh, you're making some assumptions there. My new uh, alt country band, Raw Dogs. We open for my other alt country band, Dead Flowers. <laughs>
You're lead singer in two different bands. Yeah. Yep. Same night. Back yep. to back. Yep. You wear different clothes? or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Different yeah. outfit. Wig. Uh, Marshall's News and today's news flow coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. no-no for men in their dating profile, what killed Prince, Trump's approval ratings, and several new polls all coming up. Not to mention the uh, give and take with the Russians over spies and diplomats, that sort of thing, all sorts of good stuff. Quickly, uh, a note to Marshall. The topic line from Gabe here is sincere message to Marshall. I was listening to, uh, as you probably guessed, I heard the Marshall doesn't have lung cancer story. However, as he was telling his story, I thought he was announcing he had lung cancer. I slumped over, overcome with sadness. I thought of all the texts I send, bitching about all of Marshall's stupid fake science. You do send quite a few, Gabe. I realized that I really enjoy Marshall's presence on your show, despite his seeming inability to stay away from clickbait. Then it hit me. Marshall's story, cleverly narrated to mimic a cancer victim story, ended up with Marshall being as healthy as he ever was. Yes, even his personal stories are fake effing news! Unepic believable! <laughs> KYBNM, keep attacking your beloved newsman, Gabe, in Santa Rosa, California. There you go. So both criticism, Marshall, and praise of your je ne sais quoi. The third foreign language I have invoked this hour. <laughs> As they say in Italy, perhaps I am provando troppo. Oh my God! Trying to abilities are just amazing. <laughs> Who has just called for repealing uh, the Second Amendment? Another story we've got to pay off coming up. But right, right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, Dr. Larry Nasser's ex-boss at Michigan State University under arrest as the investigation into years of sexual abuse widens. That is something. William Strample, taken into custody on unspecified charges. He's going to be arraigned in a few hours. During Nasser's trial, some victims made it clear oversight was lacking, and so was the follow-up. The investigation done by MSU was brief and sloppy, and it left me feeling disposable and worthless. Strample was the dean of the College of Osteopathic Medicine. He has admitted that he never followed up on a 2014 order that Nassar always have a third party present whenever treatment involved touching intimate areas of the body. Nassar because they believed that he was doing that. Yes, they had suspicions. But this guy who's now under arrest thought, eh, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, Nasser's in prison for sexually assaulting hundreds of athletes, and again, uh, Stample's uh, arraignment uh, will be coming up pretty soon. That's amazing. You know, I was at my dad's house during some of the uh, NCAA tournament, and he was rooting for Michigan State, and I lectured him about that. I told him not to. Hmm. Called it rape against state, and then I, uh, I felt bad about that. But now I feel less bad about that. Has they actually arrested the dude? That's astonishing. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un may be in Beijing in what would be his first visit to China since he became the North's leader in 2011. Suspicions fueled by the arrival today of what appears to be a train that belongs to the Kim family and unusually heavy security at a guest house where prominent North Koreans have stayed in the past. You know, I heard this story reported uh, by a place that has much more time for the news than we do. They mentioned that Chinese train spotters had noticed a disruption in service in the northern part of the country right. and reported that, then reported the arrival of a train, blah, 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 and the motorcade and the rest of it. 
Who knew there were people just hanging around China waiting for the, come, the, the trains to come through and making notes, mm-hmm. right? Huh. Well, if Kim is in Beijing, he'd be uh, meeting with the leaders of the North's closest ally ahead of a summit planned in late April with South Korean President Moon and what would be a historic summit with President Trump by May. However, the Associated Press is reporting a lot of uh, South Korean analysts are really doubtful Kim is in China. They think it's more likely he sent a special envoy ahead of the upcoming summits, possibly his sister, Kim Jo Jung, who went to the Winter Olympics in South Korea last month. Oh, yeah, North Korea's Ivanka. I remember her. She was so beautiful. She made Mike Pence look stupid. Is the thinking still that Trump and uh, Fathead are going to meet? Is yeah. that still the plan? Supposedly, I haven't heard of anything to the contrary. Supposedly, it's uh, quietly in the works. They're putting things together. So that, again, would happen by the end of May. California's Democratic Attorney General Javier Becerra is vowing to sue the Trump administration over a change to the 2020 U.S. Census. <laughs> the U.S. Commerce... Javier Becerra with his lawsuit today attempt to get famous. The U.S. Commerce Department announcing that it will once again include a question about citizenship status, arguing that it would protect minority voting rights. People opposed to asking about citizenship say it could lead immigrants living in the country illegally and even some legal immigrants from responding out of fear, leaving a large population uncounted. So, Becerra... Long and short of it is uh, Becerra and the liberals of California really, really want as beefy a population as possible to get as many representatives as possible, including illegals. So, Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Utah has just legalized free-range parenting. Utah's Governor Gary Herbert signing into law a bill legalizing the child-rearing method. The law, the law specifies situations that children can engage in that cannot be considered parental neglect. These include... Traveling alone to and from school or recreational activities, playing outside, or sitting in a car unattended provided there are safe conditions. Yeah, we should talk about this later. The the sort of stuff that I I certainly did as a kid regularly Mm -hmm. has now had to be, uh, you know, put into law because of our uh, our changing society. But that deserves more conversation later. Absolutely, yeah. But they they actually needed the law because Mm -hmm. the police are tired of, of, of going to it, you know, Getting a call that there's a kid playing in the park with nobody right. around. Yep. Yeah, the uh, lawmakers uh, said they were prompted to pass the law after they saw cases in other states where the parents were investigated or had their kids taken away because other people yeah. reported seeing the kids walking to school alone. Which wow. is what I did every day sure. starting in the second grade. Yeah, yeah. we got to give this full shrift, not short shrift, Ooh. entire full shrift trip. later. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> We now have like five interesting things teased for just this next segment. The new Trump approval ratings. If you're a guy on one of your uh, social media platforms, it's a red flag for women. The number one red flag. Who is called for repealing the Second Amendment? Mm. I think there's another one in there. I'll there think it may have been. I think I said something about something. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to tell stories about our, uh, our time with the Hoover Institution at Stanford. What I've learned about America. I think I've learned something. Write a couple of books about it. Maybe they hire you. Hoover people are good people. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, 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 we're lucky to have that going on in this country. And their discussions and whatnot. Why they let us in is a whole different question. Uh, stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
my observations from our weekend at Stanford and the Hoover Institution coming up. Um, it's pretty interesting from a number of different angles, but some other stuff that I just teased. Um, what order should I do this in? Because I see us getting sidetracked really easily. Reverse. Well, sidetracked or, you know, properly exploring the topics. Or I just mean. entertaining people, Jack. What? Oh, good. He's yelling at him for once, everybody. <laughs> good news. <laughs> So what did you see CNN's approval rating for Trump just now, uh, Michael, you saw on the TV? Yeah, it's 42%. So CNN's got him at 42. NBC had him at 43 just the other day. Fox is out with 45 last night. Okay. So he's solidly in the low mid-40s, which is full-on you get reelected at those numbers. Numbers. Um, but that was before the Stormy Daniels Sunday night thing. I don't know if that changes anything. The The latest numbers in 22 million people watched, which in the modern world of television is a big number. That's a home run. Oh, heck yeah. 22 <clears throat> million. It's the most since uh, Barack Obama was on uh, in 2008 when the world was trying to figure out who he was with 24 and a half million. So. I'd be shocked if it changed the numbers at all, honestly. You've got the baked in 15% that will never approve because they think he's personally repugnant. And, you know, that number might grow a little bit as you hear the Stormy Daniels thing or shrink a little bit as you think, yeah, I guess, but, you know, he's a billionaire. What? I don't care. Um, but there, that number's always going to be there. I'll have to read from what the Wall Street Journal editorial board says today about that issue. See if that has any effect on one Joe Getty. I think if he was a charming and decent guy, he'd, he'd have much higher numbers. Oh, heck yeah, with the results that he's getting? Yeah. In terms of the uh, stock market and whatnot? Well, it was a weird day yesterday, huh? Economic growth, yeah. Wages, et cetera. Um, I'm not obsessed with the market. I'm the common man. (laughs) (laughs) Who speaks four languages. Yeah, who's spoken four different languages. In a 45-minute period. Exactly. (laughs) Just a regular old guy. Thrown out Latin, German, Italian. Old Joe. (laughs) French. Um, You forgot the French. Oh, what what did Prince die of? We kind of knew this already, but not to this extent. He had way more of that fentanyl in his body than they even thought. Yikes. Uh, There's no doubt whatsoever that he died from that. His his blood concentration of 67.8 milligrams per liter, 58 will kill you. He was at 67.8. Wow. Um, Wow. He just had a really crazy high amount of fentanyl in his system. So, for whatever reason, he liked using the synthetic heroin street drug probably because you could get it maybe although i can't believe, believe prince could get whatever he needed. you would one would think yeah um and then so which do you want next who just called for repealing the second amendment or the number one turnoff on dating apps for women i feel like we're working our way toward the second amendment <laughs> <laughs> why don't we do the dating sean apps? you have a couple of guesses that the, the things you don't want to do men on your uh, dating app yeah so i'll get the political one out of the way is it a maga hat <laughs> I'm not no, saying a no. Trump supporter, no, but if but you wear exactly. a MAGA hat... You're, you're... going to eliminate at least half the country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those you get will be really enthusiastic. <laughs> uh, if a dude is doing the Kardashian duck lips, oh, like wow. the selfie, like, oh. like if it is that. It's not that one. This, um, I liked face tat. It's yeah, going to so be tough to improve face on Face tattoo, that. a Nazi belt buckle. Nazis are oh. big in the news these days. Oh, That's probably boy. a big turnoff. Or a wedding ring going a little sophisticated. <laughs> well, I'm guessing like, geez, 90% of women don't like the face tat, but that doesn't happen very often. I, I my, my wife would probably respond to this the same way. Uh, shirtlessness. Oh. Women hate shirtlessness. Oh, boy. I've never known one woman in my life 
who thinks it's cool for even a really in shape guy to have his shirt off, like walking around in the park or whatever. Every woman I've ever known thinks that's creepy well, and weird. It's flaming TTH, isn't it? Trying too hard. I don't know what it is. I would have assumed as a guy that if you look like that walking around without your shirt on is a good move. But every woman I've ever known, it's like, oh, to guys without you, the shirt on. So. You are broadcasting a very specific signal, similar to the MAGA hat thing, right? Like, so, y- yes, a vast majority of people may not be in favor of that. But the ones that are, are speaking your language. Oh, I'm mm. sure. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Maybe uh, you cut to the certain sort of person that you want. But, man, most women do not dig the whole got my shirt off guy yeah for whatever yeah. reason well it's it's too soon it's like pointing at your package <laughs> there may come a time fine but not now how about this package now, now is, is not the time Did you see this package well yeah it's like uh, the charlie rose maneuver hey did you uh, <laughs> see me showering do you notice i have a penis yeah i kind of assumed <laughs> there's no you don't need to do that yeah so anyway, don't have uh, shirtless pictures for whatever reason in your profile. Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? That was Jack's video ad from uh, Single Days. Not one person in, showed any interest. Got reported a whole lot. Yeah, but no, no interest. Uh, and this, former Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens calls for a repeal of the Second Amendment. I've, go ahead. Sorry. I've been saying for quite some time, I don't understand why somebody doesn't lead this charge. It's obvious that a lot of the country, including a lot of people in politics, want to do away with the Second Amendment. I know I've been saying, say it out loud. Or, Let's argue about it. Or rewrite it substantially so that it's unmistakably yeah. specific in one way or another or another. Yeah, I mean, I would say to those uh, those earnest and overly confident uh, kids making their heartfelt speeches at America's uh, rallies, uh, that's your only hope for most of the stuff you're you're pitching. Now, some of the stuff around the edges you can probably get done legislatively, but I mean, your your big goals, forget it. You don't have a chance. Supreme Court doesn't decide that though. What what do you got to have? How many states you got to have to get rid of an amendment? Forty one. Forty one. That's a lot of states. Two thirds. That's a lot of states. Yeah, it's too, you know, God dang it, it's the sort of thing I ought to remember, but it's, you know, you got to get it through Congress, and then you got to get the states to ratify it. Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah. Well, go, When's the last time we did it? We'd have to look it up. Right. Um, Just like the whole, what does it take thing? Take more research than our staff is willing to do, evidently. Huh? <laughs> but Blame uh, others. I, I you know... I, I think the conversation should be thrown out there. It's it's pretty obvious to me that a, a Nancy Pelosi, a, a, a maybe even Diane Feinstein, they would like to repeal the Second Amendment. So just say it out loud and and work toward that if that's what you believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, never, never, never. Please, I beg you, underestimate the power of having an issue. I wouldn't have any problem with. They want the issue. They don't want the cure. I wouldn't have any problem with rewriting it and clarifying it, but the the you know the mess of that would be a problem. The, the doing of it. Oh, yeah. I'd be concerned with it, you know, going the wrong direction and all that sort of stuff. But clarifying it, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, it would take it would take a long time and a hell of a lot of effort to come up with wording that had a chance of being ratified by two-thirds of the states. Right. Or three-quarters or <laughs> seven-eighths or whatever it turns out is the process if somebody would look it up. Has anybody Googled that? No. Nobody. Nobody has the time. Um. Yeah. So there you go. You got one Supreme Court justice on board. There's probably a couple, two, three others mm-hmm. that would be willing to do it. Well, Stevens is uh, retired, right? So, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think they've got three 
Oh, the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I thought we were ratifying the Constitution. I'm just thinking in terms of legal minds out there that would be for this sort of thing. Sure, yeah. I mean, the, the, the big uh, personal use uh, firearms decision uh, back in the day, not too long ago, that was, it was five to four? Have to look that up, too. But the point is, there are plenty of votes in favor of the Second Amendment. It was never intended to address personal ownership of firearms, which, you know, if you know anything about English common law, is a ridiculous notion to me. But, um, you know, I'll grant them. There's a little ambiguity there. How's your militia? Is it regulated? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yours is, mine's not. Poorly regulated. See, there's another case. Does it have to be well regulated? <laughs> oh, and according right. to whom? That's that's a good I point. I mean, we all wear the same shirts, but sometimes guys forget their hat or you know, that sort of thing. We don't send them home. A lot we, of shirtless, we drill. A lot of shirtlessness in my militia because I think <laughs> chicks dig it. And I've been telling them, you're wrong. You're just wrong. But they're not well regulated. So they keep showing up like that. Put your nipples away, gentlemen. Do we know anything? Cheat. What do we know, Sean? I was, just, I was picturing your militia with nothing but shirtless gun selfies on their I, dating apps. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry I distracted you. We'll figure that all out. But it ain't, ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Um, our trip to the Hoover Institution and at Stanford and hanging out with some of the, the biggest media in America. I want to talk about that because I thought it was interesting and really confirmed a lot of things I know about the way the whole the whole thing works. You're not going to say unkind things about people who are nice to us, are you? No, absolutely not. Okay. No. Because I won't have it. No. I don't think. Well regulated well, maybe radio I am. show. Maybe I am. Maybe oh, I'll take off oh my boy. shirt. And... Oh, 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 boy. You're you li- want to step outside? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs>